pass on that And you say your love's real, I laugh at that Cause when he's gone, you say the same about the next guy How better man, you cash on that You break up with Hello? Hold on right quick, let me turn this down. Yo, what's good? Bruh, I swear dudes these days lack consistency. Yeah, I hear you. But sometimes y'all be so caught up on being pursued, y'all fail to reciprocate the same energy. Okay, but I'm tired of running into dudes who can't plan a day for nothing. Always, I don't know, it's up to you. <laughs> okay, but look, even when we do plan a date, y'all don't show up on time. But y'all be acting like y'all can't wait a minute till we get Okay, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Look, we can go back and forth on this all day, but I think we both can agree. Day name easy. <laughs>
Yeah. So that's that's another thing. You know, my pastor, he always used to preach that. And I used to watch and I'm pretty sure we always used to watch shows like Family Matters, uh, Fresh oh, yeah. Bel Air. And yep. I always wanted that type of uh, family union and uh, like a Aunt Viv and Uncle Phil, you know, marriage. And oh, that, yeah. that, was, that was something that motivated me since I was a kid. So I always wanted marriage as a young age. So, so before actually being married, um, as a man, let's, let's just look at it from a man's point of view. Cause you know, I will have your, your wives on in a second, but I want to understand, like, was it what you were experiencing now? Uh, was that always what you thought marriage would be or was, did you think it was going to be different? And then once you got into it, you kind of learning as you're going and, and growing as you're going. Uh, I think for me, you know, I, it pretty much lined up with what I thought it was going to be. Okay. I kind of, I kind of had ideas like, you know, okay, I know I gotta, you know, look after my wife. I know I'm gonna have to pray for her. I know she's gonna be praying for me. Um, I know that there was gonna be trials and tribulations that was gonna come. You know, seasons of testing. You know, testing of character. All those things happen in marriages. We see it happen all the time. Uh, you know, even with the divorce rate being what it is in America right now, mm-hmm. we know that trials and tribulations come. But I think that we have to be built up to know how to handle those situations. But so what would you say was your like your learning, the learning curve? Then? I mean, because you say we have to be taught that. But who did someone teach you that or was it just something that you, you know, uh, the, the society's norm is what you had in your mind? Or were you like, what were you basing your thoughts of, you know, marriage beforehand? I think I think society played a big role uh, in how I view what marriage would be before, you know, before actually being married. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that. uh you know, like 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 Meech mentioned, you know, the family matters, you know, even with my own family, you know, just kind of seeing that unit, you know, you kind of have, uh, you know, the cookie cutter image of what marriage looks like. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think we all kind of see those great families and even even the ones where in stories where you see how they work it out, you know, on TV and, you know, how they always have communication as a focal point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I had a viewpoint of what it looks like. But I think that as men, we really have to work on uh, character. You know, we have to, you know, really work on that. So yeah, that that they really showed me a lot. Got you, got you. And and I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask you in a second, uh, Mel, to to elaborate on that character. But Meech, go ahead and and give me your thoughts. What were your thoughts before marriage? I mean, besides, and and you can mention the TV shows that you have already. But but outside of that, did you have any? male roles in your life that you know role models in your life that kind of taught you about being a husband um because marriage is a union of course but Absolutely. We, we've had you know a lot of us know of gender roles in marriage you know what i'm saying was it they teach you gender roles or was it just all around how to be a husband if they did teach you anything at all man bruce uh, that's a good question uh I never, like I said, I I grew up without a father figure in my life. Like my mom, she was married uh, to my stepdad and they ended up getting a divorce. Uh-huh. So, so uh, I never had like a, a father figure or like a, a male role model in my life. So what I think what helped me personally out was what I seen when my mom went through her marriage. I I told myself, okay, I don't want to be that type of guy. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. like uh, what my mom and her marriage they went through, he he didn't communicate well. Um, it was the communication. So okay. I, what I what I you know when I was growing up and I saw those things, the arguments, what they was going into, getting into, 
I knew that marriage, one important thing is the communication. And that's that's something that, that stuck with me, you know, from a child all the way up to an adult. So I I kind of knew it was opposite for me because I even though I didn't have that male role model or male father figure, I knew from, you know, from my mom teaching me um, while I was taught in church and just going through life experiences in relationships yeah, of, yeah. Of, of how to treat a woman, uh, you know, make sure, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm doing it for the right reasons. And most thing, what's important is, you know, having that communication with your partner. That's extremely yeah. important. So. And, and I know personally, I can relate to what you said about seeing what your, your mother went through and, and yeah. not, and wanting to be the complete opposite, not just as a, you know, a husband, but even as a father, and I know that you, uh, I mean, meet your your father, uh, fairly new father, but those type of things, you we didn't learn somebody teaching us what was right. We just learned by seeing what was wrong and not wanting that for ourselves. Am I correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so back to you, Mo, uh, with the character, like, what do you mean as far as uh, men? We have to really work on our character in in marriage. You know, I think that. Uh... You know, we we definitely have to work on our resilience. You know, being being mm-hmm. resilient in a marriage, really working on, you know, being consistent. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of men leave households, you know, or they just completely neglect their spouse and neglect their children. I think that we have to learn to fight for what we started. You yeah, just something that I think that you know us as men has really been struggling with, and even with the whole mental health movement that's going on right now, I think it really helps men to express you know, some of the insecurities or trauma and issues that we have experienced to help us to be better people, to help us be more open, to be more transparent. So, Mm -hmm. you know, especially with me being a pastor, it's like, okay, I really had to work on my character, not only for my household, that's my first ministry, but also bleeds out into my, my physical ministry as far as, you know, helping other people to walk in the image of Christ. So it's just like, you know, if, if, if we don't work on, our character, we can't be good leaders in our household. And, and I, I agree with that 100%. Now, just give me some suggestions. Because, I mean, the norm is, I mean, and, and I've mentioned this before, um, you know, me and Meech, we grew up mostly, uh, you did too, or you grew up mostly around women, but you had your father in your house um, for for the majority. It's still, your parents are still married, am I correct? Yeah. And um, so, what was it things that you saw in their marriage that you wanted for yourself? Was it things that they physically taught you or was it just kind of, you know, uh, learning as you go? You know, there are definitely things I saw in my father that I admire. My dad, my dad is a hard worker. (laughs) My dad, I mean, he really worked extremely hard. I mean, I think the only thing that he did was he worked too hard. Okay. Gotcha. He wasn't around, uh, for me to really go through my, you know, emotional trauma, you know what I'm saying? Some of Mm -hmm. my, he wasn't there to uh, talk me through that. So I wanted to be the kind of father that was more empathetic and compassionate to brokenness. Gotcha. I want to be the person that's there with them through their transition into manhood. And I just felt like I didn't get that. Uh-huh. But I do feel like, you know, that's one of the things that I picked up on that I really admire from my father. And even from my mother, they're, they're, they're just, they just, I mean, they stick together, man. I mean, if, if they do have spats, it's never loud arguments it's never disrespectful it's never curse words it's never anything that's demeaning or defile it's always you know them just working out their situation and i and i remember us having a personal conversation once and you telling me that like i'm just not going to argue with my wife and not this is even before you got married like you mentioned i remember you mentioned uh 
you know, marriage. And you said, I'm just not going to argue with my wife because I didn't see my parents do that. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, what we see in our own households is a very, uh, it plays a major role in what we decide to do in our own personal relationships. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, uh, like for me, my parents, I, I heard them argue all the time, you know what I'm saying? And, and it, I had, I mentioned it to my mother recently and she said, you know, I just don't remember us, remember us arguing that much. And I think, you know, a lot of times looking from the outside in, you can see everything, but when you're in that moment, you don't know that you're doing it as often. So, um, when you saw that, uh, you know, those, those, uh, was it because of the communication that they just they, they just figured out a way to just talk through stuff? Or was it just the fact that you knew that they were going through stuff, but they still weren't arguing? How were you aware of the fact that, you know, they were handling their issues in a more mature manner versus, like you said, arguing and fighting? How were you able to, uh, you know, I guess, notice that for yourself? I think, you know, even when you're saying that, the key word that kept popping in my head was forgiveness. They just always seem to forgive one another. You know, gotcha. they they would they would have you know they would have disagreements to where my mom would be making breakfast and would make him none, you know, and and eventually she would come down to the point where she would have to forgive him. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever disagreement that they had, they always seemed to come back together, and I think me seeing that really showed me the maturity of you know, being a spouse, you know, that, that you, you, you're going to have days when you just, you just don't, you can't stand one another. You, you don't, you disagree with a decision that they right, made. Right. Right. You know, whatever shortcoming that they have or uh-huh. that they have, so you got to find a way to work it out. And, and you really have to be graceful and merciful with people in their shortcomings, because we can't judge people for not being as strong as us in the area that, that, you know, that they're, that they are weak in, you know, it's yeah. like, it's like if, if I struggle with, you know, uh, you know, doing something in the house that, that my wife wants me to be done and she's very good at doing it, you know, then, you know, we have to show each other mercy in the areas of weaknesses. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I can, and I can agree with that. Uh, like you said, Mo, that forgiveness, it, it you know, I, I wasn't, like you mentioned with your parents, you was able to see that, you know, me and my wife, uh, you know, we, we do that, you know, when we do have our little moments of disagreement or little arguments, and, you know, after we had that issue or argument or disagreement, at some at some point in time, maybe it's like an hour or two later, I'm I'm good. Like, I'm, OK, let's sit down and talk about this, because what we were arguing about, is it really was it really that deep? Is it really going to affect us three years from now, five years from now? Not a lot of times the arguments, you know, from my personal experience of being married is, you know, little stuff that we can get over within, you know, mm-hmm. the same day. So it's like, you know, it's like you like you mentioned, you, you're going to go through those trials and tribulations. You're going to have those arguments, those disagreements. But is it something that deep that's really going to affect you, you know, years from now or months from now? If it's not if that's not the case, then, you know, you have to really have to forgive each other and, you know, say I love you and keep it moving. Keep it moving on with your day. OK, so so let me just ask both of y'all this, because I, I mean. As a man, in dating at least, because this is a dating podcast, in dating at least, I think a lot of times, and I've heard men complain about this often, we find ourselves asking for forgiveness or apologizing way more than our significant others do. Um, and I know y'all wives are going to hear this later, so hopefully this is a conversation <laughs> y'all have already had. But how does that normally work? Is it Do you always feel like it's you apologizing or does it is it a, a two-way street in your relationship? It is a two-way streak for us. Um, 
you know, like I mentioned earlier, when we do have our little disagreements, it's something it's something really minor. You know, uh, if I'm making too much noise in the house and wake Isla up, <laughs> <laughs> so it is it's funny. So, I, you know, of course, I'm apologize. Or if I if it's something that if Jazz says something, uh, you know, something that that was on her mind and I didn't like the way how she said it, you know, she she will apologize. You know, she'll ask me what's wrong. You know, what's going on? You know, you good and you know, I'll say, you know, no, I'm not good. And it's, I'll tell her like what's going on in my mind. And she'll just say, you know, you know, I apologize. I'm sorry. You know, and it's, it is a two way streak. I will say in the past before through, you know, I have feel like I've apologized uh, more than often in okay. the past because so, I'll go ahead. Oh, so I was going to ask, so it has, would you say that it's, it came to a point where it wasn't just um, you apologizing more, but both of y'all for one. And then also the times when y'all apologize, do they turn into conversations about how you felt or do you guys just apologize and move on? Like, are you having a discussion in between so that these situations don't happen again? Or Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and that's something we've been doing for a while. Uh, you know, we she, she gives her side of how she felt and I, I tell her how I felt. And a lot of times it might just be a, a, a misunderstanding, a miscommunication. Yeah. And, you know, because if you don't if you don't have feedback of how each other felt or vent to each other, you know, you're not going to get resolution. Um, and, mm-hmm. re- and not getting a resolution is not healthy for your relationship, your marriage, anything. So you you have to the way we look at it, um, you know, if, if we if we have if we're upset with one another and we have an argument and we go to sleep angry at night with each other. That's, that's not healthy for our marriage. That's just yeah. the way we look at it. You have to talk about it. You have to have that. It all boils down to that communication. You have to communicate Absolutely. with one another and, you know, search for a resolution. And I guess I bet we all can agree. Like that's how many divorces happen because there's a lot of communication, yeah. Yeah, like communication yeah. happening. So that's one thing I can say that Jazz and I, we've really worked on, especially me, because, you know, man, we have that pride, you know, and yeah, it, took me, uh-huh. it, it no. took me a long time. And, you know, still, I'm not perfect, but you, us as men, we we, ha- we really have to communicate. It's okay to, to spill our emotions and communicate with our significant other how we really feel. Yeah, ex- exactly. I, I I agree a hundred percent. And what about you, Mel? Do you have y'all run into those issues yet? If not, it's you know that's fine. But if you have, how do you normally? Um, is it just an apology and moving forward, or are you guys actually sitting down and having those discussions? I think we definitely have a lot of dialogue. We we have okay. a lot. My wife is laughing right now. She's like, <laughs> we, we, have a, we have a lot of dialogue about you know you know, either what was said or what was done and how could it have been better and, you know, expectations. I think that's a big thing. Speaking about expectations, I, even when we were uh, in our premarital counseling, the mm-hmm. therapist told us, they was like, one of the main things that arguments start from is from unspoken expectations or unspoken rules. Yeah. So, like, you, you really have to set those mm-hmm. boundaries in place before you get married, you know, talk about these things before you get married as, as much as possible. Because there's always going to be something that pops up. And you yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'll give you guys an example. I had got upset because I wanted to go to, I think, one of my, I think my parents, it was, it must have been an event. But maybe it was a Christmas event or something like that. I forget mm-hmm. what the event was. And it was like, I think we were going to miss it or something had happened. I can't remember exactly. 
And I just I just got so upset about it. And you know, she's looking at me like, well, I didn't know it was a big deal to you. And I didn't yeah. hate that. I didn't make it plain that this is what I would like to see. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of times we have to talk about, you know, what our expectations are when it comes to family, what are our expectations when it comes to the household, what are our expectations when it comes to you know, communicating with other people outside the marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to talk about those things. Absolutely. You know, what about expectation on hygiene, expectation on mental health, ex- you know, all that stuff. Yeah, and, and I just I just posted something like this on uh, on my uh, Dating Ain't Easy, on the Dating Ain't Easy Instagram page when it said, unspoken expectations are premeditated resentment. Yeah. And, and I think that's a lot of times what people do. We want people to kind of understand, like, how we feel or what we wanted or what we needed at that moment. But we don't, if we haven't said it to them, we can't, that's just kind of like you setting them up for failure. Yeah, they can't, uh, they can't read our minds. Yeah, exactly. They can't read our minds. Now, of course, a lot of people want that to be the case because, oh, you know me, you should know that's what I want to know. That's, that's not fair for me because I got other stuff going on in my mind too. Yeah. So, you know, I have to communicate that to you if I needed something or wanted something. And like you said, once you have said those things and then that happens, maybe it's a little different outcome, but when it's not said at all, you have, I don't think you have the right to be upset at your spouse, you know, in, in those situations. And, and like it all said, and I think every episode I've had on this podcast, we've always mentioned uh, communication. Mm-hmm. And like you guys are saying, it boils down to that. You having that open dialogue with your spouse and, and be upfront with them when it's something that you, you know, expect or need from them versus just assuming that they should know. Just because y'all been married for however many years, you know, it's still something that y'all have to communicate to each other. So I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so just to kind of end this segment of the of this episode, um, what is something that? Well, two things, two questions. What is something that you may have not known prior to marriage uh, that you are learning now and kind of working on now in your relationship? Um, and let's just start with that question. Both of you guys can answer that, and I'll give you the next question after. Well, I think, I think for me, something that, you know, I I think I realize or that I know now is how, you know, you really have to work on, you know, being there for your spouse when there's, you know, trauma. I, mm. I think that's something that, you know, because, you know, with my wife, you know, and what we experienced in 2020 was one of the most, you know, horrific things we could have ever gone through. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know really being mentally prepared, spiritually prepared to go through that trial and still fighting some of those battles, I think is something that really showed me, you know, I, I don't, you know, a lot of that stuff you just couldn't be prepared for before marriage. Yeah. There's no yeah. way to prepare for unexpected death. There's no way to prepare for, you know, court cases that come along with that. You know, there's no way to prepare for all that stuff. But I think that the main thing I had to learn is that I just have to stand there. I just have to be, you know, her rock and that, you know, you don't have to always have the answers, but, but, but be there to support your spouse. I like that. You don't always have to add an answer, but be there to support your spouse. And I think that's major. Meech, you have yeah. anything? Yeah, I can agree. Just, uh, you know, that was thinking the same thing, you know, being there to support your spouse. So one thing I can say is that one thing that before, Jazz and I got married, you know, throughout the years that we were dating, going into when we did get married, I know that, you know, you, you have to keep that consistency up. Um, consistency is a key part um, in your marriage, I would say. Um, you have to be consistent in, you know, loving your spouse. You have to cons- be consistent in being honest with your spouse. Yeah. Um, the support, su- supporting, um, you know, when, when good times and bad times, you know, when hard times come. 
Um, that's one thing that I've learned. And going back to, you know, little disagreements and arguments, you know, when you sit down and think about it, uh, one thing that I realized is that, okay, this is my partner in crime for a mm-hmm. lifetime. Yeah. Um, my partner is not going to do anything to uh, intentionally to hurt me in any type of way. Um, you know, if anything, we need to communicate, say how we feel and, you know, just just be each other's teammates in this. This is this is a uh, a team for a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what one thing that you said that was really important is, is the consistency, because I think a lot of times people get married and forget to do the things that they were doing prior to marriage that Absolutely. even led to marriage. You know what I'm saying? And so like you said, that consistency and making sure that you have that dialogue, that when you fall off, if you're not doing something that you're supposed to be or you used to do, that you have that dialogue with your partner and, you know, they bring that up and, and you are open to it and, you know, able to communicate each other's needs so that y'all can get back on uh, being consistent with the things that you were doing even prior to marriage. So I think that's very important. Absolutely. And then uh, my second question is, as a man myself, and I follow dudes on social media, I know other men, and a lot of times men do not feel like uh, you know marriage is a is a benefit for them. And I, and I know this is from different levels. Some are because they feel that you know uh, the end result, if it doesn't work out, doesn't play in their favor, or um, it's just more beneficial to the woman, or whatever the case may be. Give some encouraging words, real quick, to being who may still want to be married at some point in their life. Well, I think uh, for sure, you know, for young men, um, definitely get your, you know, try your best to, you know, get your relationship with God down pat because he created, you know, he created marriage, you know, Mm -hmm. really get to find out the fundamentals of what God looks at marriage and what does it look like to him, you know, uh, and and once you really, you know, study the scriptures and pray and fast and, and seek the Lord about it, you know, because the Bible even talks about how, uh, you know, a man who finds a good wife obtains favor from the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. it's a favorable thing to have a wife, you know what I'm saying? And it's an honor to have a wife, you know. So it's like, you know, really getting that down pat, getting your faith down pat, because you're going to need it, you know, when it comes to the, the trials that's going to come in marriage and, and and just doing that. And also just being transparent. You know, those those would be the two things I was. Yeah, the transparency is very important. Yeah, same. I agree, Mo. Uh, You know, I I agree on that scripture back in the Bible days. You know, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing in life. And uh, that's I feel like a lot of men have lost that. But for the men out there that's still looking to get married, um, keep that in mind. When you find a wife, you find a good thing. And you have to make sure when you're getting married, you're doing it for the right reasons. You're in it for Mm -hmm. the right reason. Um, You know, it it has to be genuine. The, The chemistry has to be genuine. You know, the consistency has to be there. Um, the love, the support, um, the loyalty, everything has to be there. If you guys have that, you know, you will be fine. Um, you know, that that's something that, you know, if you have all those things, you know, you keep God first and you, you have all those things that I just said right there, you, you really have nothing to worry about. Um, of course, every marriage goes through trials and tribulations. Um, you're going to have arguments. You're going to have disagreements. But we're human. We're human at the end of the day, and we, we yeah. still have emotions. So, but you, you have to find it in yourself to be able to have that communication. Once again, communication is key. 
um, in relationship and in marriage, extremely. So um, that that's my take on it. You know, just having that communication, that consistency, and you know, just remember that you know when you find a wife, you find a good thing. You know, you have to keep that in mind. Yeah, and I just want to. I mean, I n- I've never been married. Uh, I, I do still want to one day, God willing. Um, but I, just to add on to both of what you uh, guys said, you know, um, and mostly what you know, Meech said is that being ready is, I think, a big part of it. And also, uh, when you are looking for a spouse, be realistic about what you're looking for. Um, you know, you can't want somebody just because of you know, I guess, looks or or. Uh, things that don't really matter in the long run, make sure you have, I, I think one of the biggest things that I kept hearing is partner. Um, because like you said, you guys are a team and um, you want somebody who's going to listen to you when you communicate, you know, you can't be open to have uh dialogue about your feelings or how you, you know, express yourself and, and whatnot. And then you don't have a spouse that wants to hear it. Yeah. So make sure you have a spouse that is willing to put the same amount of effort um, into your relationship, into your marriage as you are. And I think that's, I mean, I've always been told by old heads, you know, finding uh, who you decide to spend the rest of your life with is probably your biggest decision ever. And, um, you know, you can't just go into it all willy nilly. You got to really, you know, put your put the effort in and, and and really be open to communicate about what you need in a relationship. And um, like you said, even your expectations, communicate that to your partner so that they know what they're getting into just as well as you know what you're getting into. Um, so your guys are better partners for each other. So. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, with that being said, let's go ahead and bring the wives on. I think that's uh, what a lot of people are waiting on. First off, thank you, ladies, for joining. Um, and I'm just going to ask for the same information that I asked from the guys, just a little bit different, though. So first, give us your uh, name, your age, your sign, and then how long you uh, dated prior to being married. Okay, yeah. Um, my name is Jasmine, and... Um... I'm 29. Um, I'm a Sag. I'm a Sagittarius. And um, we dated, well, we got married at our seven-year mark. Seven-year, yeah. Yep. Okay, nice. And Dominique? My name is Dominique. Um, I'm 28 years old. I am a Taurus. And we were together a year and a half before we got engaged. And then we were pretty much together for two years before the wedding. Okay, got you. Nice. So, ladies, um, let me just get straight to it. Was marriage always the goal for you guys, or was it just something that you, uh, you know, as you got older and and talked to more people, you know, I guess older people, was it encouraged more than it was actually something that you wanted for yourself? Was it a goal for me? Um, It definitely, I knew inevitably I was, somebody's son was going to want to marry me, okay? (laughs) I just, I knew that it was going to happen um, at some point in my life. Um, Was it a daydream? No. Did I know what type of wedding dress that I wanted to wear? No. But, um, you know, I knew that as long as I care myself for the way that I always have, um, that I was going to be, you know, a good wife one day. Okay. Good, good. And then what about you, Dominique? Was it something that you always wanted or... Um, I guess in the same, in the same vein, it was a similar situation. I guess it was a given in a sense, not because it was like pushed or anything, but I guess I saw like, like what was around me, like there weren't a lot of married people around me um, growing up. And 
I think I was like, I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want this. I don't want my kids to experience this. Um, so it was just something that I made up um, early on that I'm going to be married. It's going to happen. It, just when it happens, it'll be whenever. <laughs> yeah, got you. So it wasn't anything like a, a lot of I, I've come across women where they already had you know, their, their, their dresses and everything already in order <laughs> prior to even meeting the guy that they're going to be with. So that wasn't the case for either one of you, I'm assuming. No, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so what was your, um, what is something that you wish you were told prior to marriage that you kind of later found out about? And maybe it's not something that was major, but it's something that you wish somebody would have taught you before actually walking into uh, marriage. Well, for me, um, I was I guess I'm lucky enough to have both parents uh, married and still are married for like 30 some years now. OK, but with that being said, it wasn't an ideal marriage and um, it was dysfunctional to say the least. So I didn't have like a role model type of like marriage to look up to. And but what it taught me was not what I shouldn't do in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So that helped me now in my marriage to be patient, to not cheat, yeah, <laughs> to not argue. Got you, yeah, and that's always important. I think I think we uh, I discussed that with Meech and, and Mo earlier. Is that a lot of us kind of learned about marriage about uh, based off of what we saw growing up of what not to do, not necessarily what to do, but what not to do. So I, that's definitely relatable. And what about you, Dominique? Was there? Um, anything that you wish wish was taught to you prior to uh, getting married? Um, I guess I would have just pretty much taken like the women that I do know that were married. I probably would have taken them up just to hear what they would say, their knowledge. Um, not anything specifically from them, but I know my mom would try to have me sit with her married friends and like get advice from someone she trusts and all this stuff. And right, like, right. About that, um, <laughs> but I probably, so you, so you wish you would have had those conversations prior to now. Yeah, and that, gotcha. um, in addition to that, I think the legal aspects of marriage, mm, yeah, has nothing to do with my marriage, but um, just the things that I'm watching now, the legal, the financial, um, when you marry somebody, like that is a legally binding situation. Yeah, yeah. And I'm seeing that in a lot of people, um, a lot of divorces that are happening, how stuff gets divided. And I think I would have paused and thought through that more or just given that more thought before getting married. If you if I was actually told, hey, don't forget that this is legal. <laughs> this is yeah, legal. yeah. And there's a lot that goes into this even down the road. So, yeah, absolutely. And so. um with that being said, now you didn't have all the information. I don't think anybody can get all the information before getting married. But were there any reservations? I mean, uh, you know, Meechin and Jasmine, you guys were dating seven years prior to, um, and then Dominique and Mo, two years prior to. But were there any reservations before walking down that aisle, or were you were, were everything was everything already resolved in your mind before making that decision to actually? you know, sign those papers that says, you know, you are legally married. For me, Meech and I, yeah, we had been together for quite some time. I mean, at that point, I'm not saying that I know this man in and out, but I do know him like the back of my hand, financial wise, um, his goals and ambitions. Um, 
our future goals as a couple. We already had that stuff already mapped out. Um, so the only reservations that I did have were, you know, does he really want this as much as I want? Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. because it, but marriage is a commit. It's a big commitment, of course, but it's only supposed to solidify what you guys already had prior to. Yeah, exactly. Because it doesn't resolve anything. <laughs> a, a ring and and being called someone's wife doesn't make the relationship better. Mm-hmm. So we already, I already knew that. But what I asked Meech many times before we decided to walk down the aisle was, "Hey, do you really want this?" And he would always say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I'm like, "No, for real. Like, do you really want this? Because you don't have to. You know, I'm not yeah. a gun to your head about it." So that was me. That was my main. Um, cause Theron was like, do you really want this? Okay. Cause I really want this too. Yeah. You want to make sure they're on the same page as you. And so I, I understand that a hundred percent. That's, that's real. And what about you, Dominique? Was there anything that had you second guessing or, or not even second guessing, but just like, you know, I, I'm making this decision, but, uh, am I right, making the right decision? Was there anything that crossed your mind that made you feel that way? Um, no, actually, <laughs> And I know that probably sounds silly. No, that's fine. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's fine. I mean, in, in some cases, like you said, and just like uh, Jasmine said, I mean, if you've already had that dialogue with your partner and, and you know, you knew that you guys were on the same page, that's that's a fair response. So I, I appreciate that. Um, so let's just go ahead and hop into these, these uh, questions that I guess as a married couple, you guys can answer together. Um, and if you guys don't necessarily agree on the same things, but kind of can, uh, uh, I guess, feed off of each other's answers, that's that's fine too. So marriage, um, you know, I think in this generation, we view marriage a little differently than they did years ago, you know, uh, because for one, we have a lot of different variables that are added into relationships. Now, I know a lot of people talk about social media and um, even the ways that we communicate, you know, back in the day, you couldn't send your spouse a text during the day. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times they had to wait till they got home to talk to them or had to call them on the office phone or whatever the case may be. So there's a lot of difference in marriage now than it is, than it was back there, besides just the financial and the, uh, the legal aspects of it. Uh, what would you say may be, um, the biggest misconception about marriage, uh, for people? that the love is lost or I don't know the compatibility or the lust is lost Mm -hmm. afterwards, especially having a child. Um, I feel like that's a big misconception. I feel like you actually have to like the person before you marry them. And then that won't be an issue. So just, uh, just explain that a little bit further. Cause you're saying that, um, that once a child is involved, that people kind of, um, they don't have their, the same, I guess, individual or that that the same uh type of relationship because the baby's involved is that what you're saying yes okay gotcha so and and i can i mean i think a lot of people have said that because then the baby becomes the main focus um and and your daughter is how many months now she's going on eight months eight months okay so and you're saying that you know what what would you say then is needed in order for that not to happen because i feel like that may be a misconception, but it also may be something that um, people have to just work on when they do have a child. I don't think it's just something that it naturally falls into place. What is it that you believe happened in your relationship that maybe um, you can give some insight to 
for other couples who may have a new child in their uh, life or be expecting a new child? What do they need to do or what would you suggest that they do so they can still keep that same passion between themselves and still make sure they're being great parents to that child? Mm, remember why you love them. Remember why you fell in love with them. Because there are a lot of, it's a roller coaster ride, especially when you have your first child. So it's hard. You guys go through a lot of different changes that you didn't foresee initially. Um, and the woman in particular goes has a lot of emotions after the child and the child becomes her main primary focus. So mm -hmm. what I have to do as a woman is remi remind myself that I still have a husband to love and appreciate. And uh, that helps me a lot to be able to be like, OK, well, what? Let me, I have to sometimes remind myself, okay, I love Meech <laughs> and, and he needs attention. So, so we date and we, and we date and we still talk and have our good conversations and remember to vibe and have our little cocktails and it gets us back to where we started. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Go yeah. ahead. Meech. Yeah, I, I was, I have to say, I agree. She hit it right on the money on one thing, you know, ever since we had Isla, you know, and plus with COVID too, you know, we we just still find each other, you know, we, we still date, you know. I know we can't go to restaurants or anything, but one thing about Jazz and I, we, we get really creative, you know. We want, when our anniversary came this year, mm -hmm. you know, remind you, my Isla was only a one month old and, you know, we were still on lockdown, you know, but we, we got dressed up at home, you know, we, we had wine glasses and everything, and right. we, we made, we cooked ourselves like a steak dinner, and, and we treated ourselves like, you know, we actually went out and ate, you know, so yeah. we, we, we got creative on that, and just, um, we, we have little bar nights, you know, we can't go to the bar and have drinks, so we, we literally have a bar here, and we make cocktails and everything, and sit down, and when she sleep, we have conversations and stuff, watch movies, so, in a marriage, you, you still have to, uh, you still have to date each other. Still yeah, have to date. yeah, absolutely. I like that. I like that a lot, man. And, uh, Mo and, um, and Dominique, what, what about you guys? Have you, do you, can you think of any misconceptions that people, or even something that you may have believed before being married versus what you know now, um, that you could share with, uh, the listeners? Um, I think one of the misconceptions is that, that people have like before marriage is, it's like two spectrums. There's people who feel like gender roles just don't exist and shouldn't exist. And then mm -hmm. there are people who like, that's the only thing that they live by. These gender roles, I gotta do this. And I think people just have to come, remember that they're going to be coming into a marriage with a clean slate, with a new person that everybody will work differently. So I understand like society has these roles, but it's like, you can't fully... Yep. You got to do what works for you guys, right? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, I see a lot of women, they post, I can't wait to get married so that my husband can uh, take the snow off my car before I go to work in the morning. And in my head, I'm just like, what? Is that what you think? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's that's so minute compared to some of the larger things that you'll have to worry about in marriage. Exactly. And if that's what you're really hoping for... <laughs> just to be married so somebody could clean your car off that's yeah that's kind of that's kind of uh small compared to what the bigger picture is so I, I i see exactly what you're saying and so you're saying that those gender roles they can still be very relevant in your relationship but you have to do what works for uh you guys as a couple versus what 
society has said that you should do, correct? Exactly, yep. Anything you want to add to that, Mo, or... You know, I think that, uh, I, I guess I'm just coming from more so my position, like what I do as a career. Um, mm-hmm. People think that, you know, just because you're, you know, a leader in leadership position spiritually, that you don't have the same battles or trials and, and that you're not still, you know, going through those things. Like we go through those things just as much as anybody else does. Yeah. You know, and, and we help people get out there, get through it because, you know, we, we follow our faith to get through it. And then we tell others how we did it, you know? So I just think that, you know, is that, yeah, even if it's your spiritual leader, even if it's your therapist, your counselor, everybody has something that they're going through or have gone through. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, hey, just, just know that in marriages, it's, 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 it's a blessing for everybody, but it also can be uh, challenging for everybody. Yeah. So you got to have that, that right mindset to be able to balance the two, correct? Uh, the leadership in your home as well as the leadership in your career. Exactly. Got you. Got you. And so, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, I, and this is just me adding my two cents, because once again, I've never been married, <laughs> but I, I aspire to be there one day. And I think one of the misconceptions is the fact that, um, like you said, Dominique, is those gender roles. Um, I think people really do have to realize that it's just you and your partner in that relationship. So what everybody else is talking about outside in the world about what a man should do or what a woman should do you have to scrap that and say what works for us. And that goes back to having those dialogue, that dialogue with each, with each other and just being able to communicate about, you know, what I need. Cause even with um, Jasmine and, and, and Meech, I mean, I know you guys, your, your situation is unique because you had a child during this pandemic and um, Meech, if I'm correct, you've been home working from home all this time. So it's a little easier yeah. to give a helping hand to your wife. Correct. Correct. Yes. And so, you know, but, you know, your wife is not the the primary uh, person only to help with the child or to take care of the child. That has to be a team effort. And you have to do whatever works for y'all. Maybe it is that she's the only one that, that takes care of the child. But you have to have that discussion. Y'all have to have that dialogue to figure out what works best for y'all. And then, uh, you know, put it into, um, put it into play. And so just moving on, uh, you know, uh, were you prepared and this is for both, you know, uh, the husbands and the wives. Uh, were you prepared for marriage? Uh, was it something you had, you know, mentally prepared for, or was it a struggle and something you just kind of, um, I guess, when you first got into the the marriage, was it a uh, easy just okay? I, I can adjust my life to to what we're doing and what we're going through, or was it something that you said, okay, I have to I have to make some quick changes because this is not, I'm not just thinking about myself anymore. I mean. Meet your jazz. You guys dated for seven years once again, and then uh, uh, Mo and, and um, Dominique dated for two years prior to actually being married. Was that transition pretty simple as far as realizing now that this is about us and not just about me anymore? For me, the transition was pretty simple because I already had um, conditioned myself into um, considering Meech with everything, whether it's like my coworkers want to go out to the bar after, after work, I have to text me and let them know and ask them, you know, are you good? Are you, mm-hmm. do you have dinner? You know, so I've been doing it for a while now. So when we got married, it was a pretty easy transition. Okay. And, uh, Dominique and, and Mo? Um, for me, I don't know how it was for Maurice, but, um, I wasn't prepared at all. <laughs> okay. 
um, th- there were people who tried to help me get prepared and I tried, but even the stuff that I was told, it still was nothing in comparison to what it actually um, was. And I think it wasn't just marriage. It was that I got diagnosed with a chronic illness, like right before our wedding. Mm. Um, I okay. started a PhD program immediately after our wedding mm. and getting married. So it's like all those different changes um, happening at once. Um, I was dealing with a lot in the transition. So I'm still trying to <laughs> settle and get, you know. And that's real. That's real. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think I would say uh, it, it definitely was a transition because, you know, like we did it for two years. You know, we never... I had never lived with her <laughs> before. So yeah, yeah. Like right after the wedding, you know, it's like she was moving into my place, you know. So it was like, you know, <laughs> you know, I went from living by myself for a month to, you know, having, you know, having somebody move in with me, and I, I had yeah. been single for like five years before I got married. So it was like, you know, it was it was different. You know, it was very different. But I think I think honestly, we transitioned well. I think that, um, you know, we really had time to just grow together, and you know, really just catch up with each other and just learn more about each other. And, and that's, I mean, like I said, I know that has to be difficult because I think about now me living by myself. I've been living by myself now for three, four years or something like that. And I just, I honestly can't imagine sharing every waking moment with, uh, with somebody else in my space. Not right now. I know I have to get myself mentally prepared for that. And I know it will happen at some point, but, um, that's, I know that has to be a hard transition, but that brings me to my next question because although, you know, you're married and marriage bonds you and makes you one. Um, There's still, you still have to be an individual. You know what I'm saying? You still have to uh, have your own personal things that you like, you know, have your own friends that you go hang out with and have those, you know, whatever it was that you were doing on your own prior to, you may still want to hold on to some of those things. Do you believe that you have um, found a balance now in having your own individual you know, happiness, your own individual joy and peace, and uh, as well as still being able to make your your uh, your marriage a priority, or has is that still something you're trying to work on? Well, Bruce, I can say for uh, for Jazz and I, we we have like I feel like we've been doing that for a while now. Um, I could say you know, and, and you know, like I could still you know be a great husband, you know, spend time with my wife, you know, we, we go out to eat, you know, spend time here at home, have movie night. And at the same time, you know, when I miss my guys, you know, I'm, I'm hitting you up. We will probably go to top golf or something. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, um, I would still say yes. Um, to your question and, and our marriage, um, you know, jazz, both jazz and I, we still have our own individuality. Um, I, you know, I still have my friends. She still has her friends and, you know, when we can, we make time out for our friends um, as well. Because you, I, we, we both believe that you still need to have that me time. Um, yeah. that's, that's healthy in your marriage. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, we, we have a baby. You know, we, we make time for each other. But having your own personal time is healthy. And, and on top of that, we working. You know, we working five days a week. And um, especially Jazz, Jazz is doing overtime. So, you know, some most of the time she's working on weekends. So I even encourage her to, you know, you need to take a break, have you some me time. I know you spend time with Isla and I, but you know, take a spa day for yourself. Um, you know, you know, it is healthy for you. It is really healthy for you for yourself. Um, so we we both, you know, still have our own individuality. That's really important, especially in yeah. marriage. 
I agree. And uh, what about you, uh, Dominique and Mo? Any is that something you're still trying to work through, finding the individual, your individual self in in your marriage, or was it an easy transition? Uh, I think for me, you know, I, I think I already was kind of set with you know having myself established in, in that sense. You know, like 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 it, it was actually, and her having her here was an addition to that. You know, to to me finding myself, you know, cause he kind of helped show me, you know, areas of flaw in myself and mm-hmm. areas of growth in myself. So I think it helped, but you know, I still have my, you know, the things I want to do or, you know, my own, you know, adorations and stuff like that. Like I, you know, it's, to me, it wasn't a big difference. Okay. Dominique, you want to add anything to that or? Um. Yeah, I guess to me, I don't think our, my individuality changed much because I'm kind of just like individual but we do have our oneness um I think more so my struggle with individuality came when the pandemic hit um Mm. so like working from home he works a lot um but then I have school so like that was our time apart but now I've been at home continuously for the last year or so yeah yeah so it's like He'll come in and Zoom calls, and it's like I'm getting <laughs> interrupted a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, I got I have an office, which is like my space. Um, right. He start preaching from my office. So I had to get him an office. You know, I had to <laughs> separate those spaces. But uh, pretty much we still uh, stay, have our spaces. But it's been a lot more conjoined given, like, the work from home situation. So you, y'all, y'all are making this very easy for me. That was one of my next questions is that, you know, we've been in, in a pandemic now and for the most part been locked down for almost a year. I think March, uh, mid-March will probably make it a year. You've already kind of spoken on, on some of your challenges, but is that the only challenge you've had because of COVID? Has it made it any more difficult to, you know, date and just, I don't know, be one or, you know, whatnot because of COVID? Uh, do you want to elaborate a little bit more besides just the office spaces? What else has, has there any, been any other effects because of COVID on your relationship, your marriage? I mean to say, um, I don't think there's been a whole lot of change. We're b- both pretty much homebodies. Mm-hmm. So I got to, you know, get him to allow me to have, or not allow, but I got to <laughs> <laughs> let me get more streaming services. So we watch more movies. Uh, okay. During during the um the summertime, we still would go get ice cream. That was like one of our favorite um nice, things nice. to do. So it it kind of fits with us. Um, but once it everything opens back up, we're gonna have to get out. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But that's good though that you were able to you know still enjoy each other and, and still be able to do some of the same things that you were able to do um, prior to COVID. So that's good. What about you, Jasmine and, and Meech? Yeah, pretty much same for us. I know I'm a homebody. Meech, Meech is a little bit more antsier than I am. He, I know he misses going out and to the gym and um, the bars physically. But um, what we've done so far is, you know, when and during the summertime last year, we just got creative and we'd grab some Coney and sit by the water and eat. So we would just try to think of things, you know, go for walks and whatnot. Well, I was pregnant, so I couldn't do too much. But right. um, there, you just have to get creative. And I think yeah. 
pre-COVID and post-COVID or during COVID, it's the same thing. You know, you just got to get creative and and enjoy the person that you that you chose to be with. You know, absolutely. That's so deep. That's real. Um, so, just a few more questions, and I and I'm I'm trying to fly through these because I know there's so much. I'm sure that my listeners will want to know about people, uh, especially in the early stages of marriage, because I think. Um, you know, plenty of times we have uh, this idea of marriage having a honeymoon stage and, you know, uh, in the beginning part, everything is good. So I kind of want people to get an idea of what newly, you know, weds are experiencing in their early stages of marriage. And and I'm hoping that I still have the show, you know, some years from now so I can have you back and see if things are still going as well. Uh, but I want to ask uh, Dominique and, and Mo about uh, their decision to do marriage counseling before being married um, and and go as deep as you want to in this, because I feel like this is so important. Uh, a lot of people kind of miss this step and it's not even a step that you have to take. But I think it's also, you know, if it's something that you choose to do, I think it's very powerful to be able to go to pre-marriage counseling and, and really get an idea of, you know, uh, who your spouse is and what their needs are. Because maybe sometimes talking to each other one on one is not always the easiest. And, um, you know, once you have that that, uh, uh, I guess, mediator uh, in the room with you, then things become a little bit more easier to, to discuss. What would you say, how, how, what type of role did counseling play into your uh, marriage? Uh, well, we did two types. So we did pastoral counseling with our um, apostle at our church. And that was more so um, around uh, communication. Uh, we went through this like program booklet about like, tools for communication and that was helpful mm-hmm. um, the other part of counseling we did a few sessions I don't know how, exactly how many but we did them with my therapist that I was already seeing um, and I think that was really good we still bring up a lot of the stuff um, from that session like mm-hmm. just talk and then even um, it helped us to think about things that we were not you know thinking about before getting married and then even in my therapy sessions now, if I mention something about Maurice, she knows him. She knows, you know, his personality, his behavior, right. his work, and it's it's more. She's not just listening to everything that I'm saying from my perspective. She can kind of give. Well, think about it from his side. Think I know Maurice, and I know how he would, you know, feel or and not feel, but she knows him from that perspective and I think that helps me to not be so self-absorbed um, yeah 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 so the, so would you suggest that to couples going to see the same therapist individually as they see together um I don't know I mean I don't think it would be hurt hurtful because they they still know they're professionals they can keep things separately okay yeah. um didn't see her like individually but um I, I still did. So I think as long as people are going to therapy, if you go into the same person, different person, just go to therapy. Um, I agree. Yeah. I would advocate for that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. What about you, Bo? Did you, you know, I, I know that beneficially together, um, were you able to see her one-on-one as well? You know what? I actually had another therapist in the same building, but she didn't take my particular insurance. So okay. I ended up seeing a different therapist, but uh, you know, yeah, I'm definitely an advocate for therapy, man. Definitely, definitely an advocate for, it, especially, uh, especially for men. You know, I, I think that it's something that we just have to do. I, you know, I can't force it on nobody, but I would definitely say at least try it out one time, um, because I just feel like it helps to get 
a fresh perspective about some things because sometimes you know like like what therapists what they do is they kind of like rewire the brain you know yeah i just feel like uh it's critical especially before marriage because you know uh there are some things that they can just help you you know work out you know work out the kinks before you get married i think we had a lot well i know we had a lot of different you know different uh perspectives and, and a lot of disagreements before we got married and I think that therapy really helped counseling and therapy really helped us to, you know, work together rather than, you know, separate or, or, you know, just choose to do different things separate. Like, like we chose to do our finances together. You know, mm-hmm. there is no mine and hers or hers and mine. Like we work t- totally together. Like if my body belongs to hers, my money belongs to her, you know, right. and we, and we, we came together and decided how to budget because the number one cause of divorce in North America is money fights and money problems. So mm. we felt like if we could get our money down packed together, everything else is going to fall in line because that's the number one cause of divorce. And I just felt like once we worked from there, things just kind of grew from there. So I, I definitely am an advocate for therapy for sure. And, and I mean, and I guess I'm sure you guys will agree with this is that you have to believe in what therapy can do. You can't just go in there with this negative mindset that I don't really want to do this and it doesn't it's not going to work for me. You have to go in there with the mindset that you know, this is something that could work for me and 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 at least have a positive attitude. When you go in there with an open mind and are, are able to, you know, uh put your uh your your issues and your problems on the table and be open with what uh, the positivity that could come from t- uh, going into therapy, I think that your your outcome is going to be way better. But you can't go into therapy with a negative mindset. You can't go into therapy thinking that it's not going to work for you. Right. You have to be open to the the possibilities of what it can do positively for your relationship and for you as an individual. Because like I mentioned before, uh, you're an individual way before you get married. Yeah. And if you're not good, you know, uh, taking care of yourself mentally on your own, you're probably not going to be any good for anybody <laughs> in a relationship or marriage. So, you know, if it's something that you need to work on prior to marriage on your, you know, by yourself, do that. But it also any issues or anything that you just want to discuss with a third party in the room, an unbiased third party in the room, um, you know, marriage counseling or pre-marriage counseling is very important as well. So uh, I salute you guys for going ahead and making that, taking that step before marriage. And um, I, it sounds like you still are doing it from time to time now, correct? Yeah, my wife is. I'm not currently, but I do plan on going back to therapy as well. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I just, you know, to the listeners out there who are, you know, hoping one day to get married or maybe engaged right now, um, go ahead and, and and take that step into therapy if uh, if you see fit. And um, as far as uh, uh, Jasmine and, and Meech, you kind of already discussed this, but I kind of just want to hear a little bit more about um, uh, how do you think uh, the time prior to, so you seven years dating prior to marriage. How do you think that played a role in what your marriage is now? Like how big of a role is it? Uh, and, and this is not saying that people should date long periods of time, but I just know that in your, in your case, in your case, you, you guys had a lot of time to mature together, to grow together, to, you know, uh, get the kinks out early on. Um, how, how much of a role do you think dating seven years uh, prior to marriage helped you guys in your current, you know, marriage state now? Um, I would say that our honeymoon phase, so we, we met in college at age 20, at the end of mm-hmm. 2012, and my honeymoon phase, our honeymoon phase ended the beginning of 2015. Okay. So <laughs> you go from 
wanting to be, I went from wanting to be next to him every moment, every second of every day to, mm, I want to hang out with my friends. <laughs> I want to do something outside of him. And um, I, we grew together enough to learn what did I not want to tolerate from him and vice versa. So we were, mm. we learned so much about one another. We learned so much about one another's families. We learned what was you know, we learned, we knew each other's flaws and then we learned to, to live with them and, and accept them and, and love, love one another and support one another through, you know, everything. Cause there has been a bunch of ups and downs that occurred um, in each other's lives. And that helped out a ton, I feel like. So, um, I mean, to me, I was ready to get married at year five, but I'm kind of okay. glad that Michu like waited when he was ready because that's what matters the most. I say that yeah. all the time. The man needs to be ready uh, mentally first because um, the woman only wants to get married because her peers are pressuring her or she feels like it's time we've been together for a certain period. And I think it's super essential to that we're both on the same page when the time comes. Right, right. And so you would say that it's important to uh, to not rush the guy, man, in, the, in, in that case. Because you said you're five and then he waited till you're seven. But, mm-hmm. those, you know what I'm saying, it's okay to be patient and, and especially if that's who you want to be with, correct? Oh, yes. You know, and for women, be sure that you know that you, there's not one doubt in your mind before you decide to marry someone because, you know, there's no That's a forever yeah yeah it's supposed it's to be forever. be forever it's supposed yeah. to be at least but to to Meech and I we, we wanted it to be forever but for me as an individual I was like oh no I'm not going to do this if I feel like there's one shot of a doubt that there's no reason to if, if there's one doubt that I have I'm not going to proceed so I had to I had to make sure but but if I but I envisioned in my mind I told myself you know if, if I could think of anybody that I wanted to be my husband or wanted to be my the father of my child, it would it would definitely be Meech. Oh no, <laughs> but that's beautiful though. <laughs> that is still very beautiful. Um, so Meech, do you want to add anything in there, or does she hit everything on the on the nose? Man, she might she she hit everything on the money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, cool, uh, cool. Just 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 you know off that just you know same here. Like you know when I decided to propose for Jazz, I knew that's what I wanted, you know, jazz met every criteria, you know, far as loyalty, far as support, far as love, far as honesty. And, you know, besides with the time, you know, being invested too, I'm like, why not? You know? So, um, you know, I knew in my heart when the time was right. And plus I wanted to throw her, I wanted to throw her off her feet <laughs> when yeah. I, when I proposed to her, cause you, we all know, you know, when you uh when when women when they ready to get married and they're vocal about it, you know, me personally, I wanted to uh surprise. I wanted to be as surprised, you know. So yeah, yeah. Because um, otherwise, otherwise they'll be they'll know when it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. Yeah, I got yeah, but um, yeah, but yeah, she hit everything on the money. So yeah, I definitely agree. And so um, this is uh just Mo and 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 uh, Dominique. I think you had a shorter time period, but um. This is, I guess, for Mo more than anything. What, what made you so sure when it was that time to, to you know, get the ring and and make that that move to propose to your wife? Yeah, I think that's a that's a deep, you know, that's a de- very deep, you know, answer because it's like you know, 
and you know, we talked about this, you know, <laughs> so many. Of times. course, yeah. <laughs> and I just think that's what makes it so funny is like I think when I knew is one thing that really drew me to to Dominique was her character. You know, uh, she was just such a woman of integrity and grace. Mm. Uh, somebody that was just you know so non-judgmental and loving. And I think that you know, even not only did I feel like you know she was a good a good woman for me, but it was confirmation from some of the most powerful women in my life. You know, my, my, even my mother, before we, before I was even dating Dominique, she came to the church and she looked at Dominique and she pointed to her and she said, that would be a good woman for my, for my son. Mm. You know, and and I, you know how, you know, we, we were raised by women. So it's yeah, like, exactly. when your mom co-signs somebody that you're all oh, yeah. attracted to, uh, it just confirmed it even more. And I, and I think that, you know, just one thing is that Dominique was already seeking the Lord. I was already seeking the Lord. You know, we were, we both had our own personal, relationship with God before we came together and mm -hmm. that her devotion to the Lord to me just really showed me how serious she was about you know uh her growth and her 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 relationship and you know I think all of that just really played a, a big focal point in, in why I made the right decision to choose her as my wife wow wow that's amazing uh both of y'all stories is amazing so I'm I'm happy we uh were able to have you on the show I'm just gonna do a real quick recap but not everything because I think First off, y'all said a lot that I could not ever uh, try to vocalize myself. So I'm just going to, to pinpoint the ones that I thought were very important for my listeners. And I think one of the biggest things uh, that I heard both couples uh, mention was communication. And to me, that is by far the most important thing. Forget marriage. Even in your relationship from day one, you know, when you're in a dating stage, communication is key. And I feel like once you establish that early on... Um, when you do decide to make that step into marriage, it's going to be a whole lot easier because you'll already have those open, you know, that open line of communication, uh, that vulnerability in communication. I think that's very important. Just being able to say how I feel to my partner, how I feel to the person that I care about and I love, and then being able to hear it and being okay with me vocalizing these things. Um, uh, the other thing is dating. And I didn't really go back into this because both of you, uh, both couples mentioned it, um, but dating doesn't stop once you get married. And uh, like Meech mentioned many times, it's that consistency to still do the same things that you did in the beginning to get your partner to, you know, to make them love you in the first place, um, to not forget those things and continue to reinforce those. And, and like you said, those small dates, even in COVID, uh, I know it's a lot harder for us people who are single trying to find somebody new to date. But if you are in a relationship, you should have the uh, ability to be creative, creative um, and, uh, you know, like you said, get dressed up at home and have those cocktails with your wife and uh, watch those movies and whatever it is that you enjoy together, being able to do that. Um, but what I feel like is more important than anything is what Dominique said is that, you know, there are gender roles. There are a lot of things going on uh, that other couples may do, but there are so many ways to have a successful marriage and um do what works best for you and your spouse, you and your significant other. Don't try to incorporate what the rest of the world is seeing into your marriage, into your your relationship. And even in your dating life, you should not try to incorporate what everybody else is doing. This podcast is simply for people who are open to other ways besides the norm, besides the you know, the one way to have a successful relationship. If you're open to other ways to have a successful relationship, then um, you know, take some information from this podcast. Uh, for those who are close to being married or, or planning to propose at some point, maybe in 2021, or just those who are dating, be open to 
uh, the different ways to date um, and and do what works best for you and the person you're with. Have that dialogue to figure out if you're on the same page. And once you are on the same page, continue to communicate, continue to grow together, continue to mature together. And uh, yeah, hopefully you have the same success as these two do uh, so early on in their marriage. And I'm, I'm hoping and wishing and praying for you guys to have several years together. Um, um, and, you know, to my niece, uh, you know, who has great parents and, and I, I know you guys will continue to do great things. So, um, congratulations. You say it again. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, congratulations to both you couples. And, um, like I said, if we have the show 10 years from now, uh, I would love to, you know, come back and hear some of the updates and, and whatnot. So, I appreciate you all for joining the show. Um, but really quickly for my listeners who want to get in contact with you, two things. First off, I need you to give me um, a way to contact you, whether it's your social media tag names or or whatnot. And then also, if you have absolutely anything to promote, whether it's um, you know something you're doing on the side that you just want the listeners to be able to know about so they can find you, uh, go ahead and do this at this time. So Meech and Jazz, I'll let you start off with giving your, your social media and then uh, anything you promote as well. Hey, ladies, be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Jasmine Wilson Lifestyle, um, my Instagram at Jasmine Wilson Lifestyle. And I have um, lashes coming out soon at Lusty Lashes by Jasmine. My social media, you could reach me at Wilson underscore smiles on my Instagram page. Uh, you could just, you know, feel free to comment on the post or message me anything you want some advice on. You know, I'll be open and honest for you. All right, Dominique and uh, Mo. Hey, everybody, this is uh, Pastor Marie Silvers. That's spelled S-Y-L-V as in Victor, E-R-S. If you guys are looking for a young, vibrant church that's serious about the Lord and you're looking for somebody to connect with, you can reach me at Marie Silvers on Facebook or Marie Silvers on Instagram. And um, I'm Dom, sorry, Dom Silvers at Instagram and then Dom Sill with D-O-M-M, Sill, S-Y-L on Twitter. Of course, uh, we have the Dating Easy Instagram page. That's dating underscore ain't underscore easy. Uh, we also have a Facebook page for you to like. Same thing there is Dating Ain't Easy. It should be easy to find. Um, and then uh, you can always find me on Instagram. Uh, can't be changed. That's can't underscore the letter B underscore changed on uh, Instagram. And then the same thing for uh, Twitter. Uh, just the E in the changed um on Twitter is a three instead. Somebody stole my name, but uh, yeah, that's the way you can find me. And uh, as always, thank you for joining the Date Nate Easy podcast, listening in. Um, I'm always grateful to hear your feedback. So if anybody has anything they want to let me know about how we could do better, uh, any topics that you will want uh, us to cover, um, please, you know, comment on one of our posts or DM me and I'll be glad to listen and, you know, discuss any topics that you would like to. So once again, thanks for joining and uh, yeah, tune in next time.